Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on knowing what you believe and why you believe it. If you are eager, like I am, to strengthen your faith, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. Do you ever receive packages that have the big red stamp that say fragile, handle with care? There's some things in life that we must handle gently. Uh, We have chickens in our backyard, and we love the eggs they produce. But sometimes when you're gathering those eggs or you're washing those eggs, they can be easy to clank against each other or to even clank into the container you're putting them in and to crack them. You have to handle them very gently or you will lose the product of that chicken. We're looking at the fruit of the Spirit, and we've gone through the first three, those inward, and now we're focusing on the next set of three, which deals with our outward, our actions towards others. And this second set naturally flows out of a Christian life that is filled with love, joy, and peace. And so we want to make sure as we're followers of Jesus Christ, ultimately, if you think about the fruit of the Spirit, it's you and I just being a follower of Jesus Christ. It's you and I mimicking how he reacted and interacted with people in his daily life. There is a inward or our relationship with God that produces the love, joy, and peace. And then as we Uh, do that and we are in communion with God and we are filled with the Holy Spirit and we're following after Jesus Christ, naturally we outwardly will interact with other people. And in our dealings with other people, we're going to react with them. We're going to initiate things or we're going to not initiate or we're not going to partake in or do whatever. And so as we think about these three, we're coming to the one referred to as gentleness. And I'm not sure what comes to your mind when you hear that word. Maybe you think of uh, dealing with a baby. You have to be very gentle. Maybe you think about something that's fragile. Maybe you think about a grandparent who's just very gentle. Maybe you think about that in comparison to someone who's very harsh. They speak harsh and, and rough and loud and come off that way. Then there's people that are just very gentle and, and calming and quiet. So when we think about gentleness, biblically speaking, we come to the fact that it says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. Now, this word is used eight times in the New Testament. It's translated this way as good, goodness, kindness, and gentleness. You see, as we think about how we would describe or define it, it's definitely the opposite of harshness, the opposite of abrasive or being short or sharp. It's conduct that is thoughtful and considerate of others. You see, the word is descriptive of one's temperament and does not necessarily entail acts of goodness. It's more about our temper and how we uh, carry ourselves. You see, it's kind of sweetness of temper. It's courteous, especially towards those who have wronged us. We're going to see this time and time again with these fruit of the Spirit. That's what we talked about with long-suffering. It's the grace which pervades the whole nature, mellowing all that would be harsh and sharp. Kindness is another word that's used to translate this word. Kindness seems to be the word today that maybe best defines or describes gentleness as you and I would understand it. Now, gentleness is the kindness of God towards man. We see out of the eight times the word is used, four times are in reference to, to God's kindness towards man. We see that in a few verses throughout Scripture. But it's also seen in kindness of man towards man. You see, the Christian life, the important, let me say this, the most important thing in the Christian life is our relationship with God. 
And then the next most important is our relationship with others. Remember, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. This is the first commandment. And love others as yourself. This is the second commandment. So the Christian life is not just about our relationship with God. It is also about our relationship with others. And the fruit of the Spirit are given so that we can be in a right relationship with God, but also a right relationship with others. You see, gentleness or kindness is not natural. Therefore, we need help with it. It's not going to be natural for you to be gentle and kind to everyone around you. Some people are going to rub you wrong. Some people are going to frustrate you. Some people are going to make you angry. And you're not going to want to treat them kind or gentle. But we are commanded to by Jesus Christ. As followers of Jesus Christ, we're to do that. Why? Because he did it. In 1 Corinthians 13 We looked at this in our study about love being the centerpiece of the Christian life, but it says love is kind. Love is this fruit of the Spirit, is gentleness, kindness. So we're to love God with everything in you, and we're to love others. And loving others means to be kind to all people. When we think of Jesus and his dealings with people, we can always think of him as being kind. And I can think of unbelievers in this world that are very kind, very respectful, very gentle, very kind. And I can think of unbelievers who are just nasty. They're sharp. They're rough. They're rude, crude. Uh, You don't even want to be around them. And I can think of Christians that are that same way. They're harsh. They speak to you roughly. There's no respect, no consideration. There's no kindness. I know people that would even preach the gospel in that kind of tone, in that kind of mannerisms, in that kind of voice, in the words that they choose. I've seen it on the college campuses. I've seen people in the way they present the truth of Scripture is done in an unkind way. That's why Paul emphasized, speak the truth in love. What do you mean speak the truth in love? It means to speak the truth kindly. Love is kind. But when you start screaming at people and demeaning them and calling them names and using derogatory terms and your tone and your harsh, and that's not what Jesus Christ did. And some people may would argue that. But we see we're to preach the truth in love. We see that love is kind. A fruit of the Spirit is what? Is gentleness. It's kindness towards other people. Jesus, yes, he had righteous anger when he went into the temple and he flipped the tables upside down. But in doing so, though he was firm, he was kind. There's a difference in being mean and kind. There's a difference in being abrasive and serious. You see, gentleness deals with our interactions with others. It's important because as as much as we are around people, it's as much as we will need to exercise this fruit. So you wonder, do I need the fruit of gentleness? How often are you around people? How often do you interact with people? How often do you talk to people? Quite a bit, right? Between work, school, social interactions, going to the store, dealing with people, ordering things all the time. So you and I need this fruit of the Spirit all the time. You see, interactions with people happen daily and many times multiple times in a day. You see, gentleness encompasses our words and our reactions. But can I say this? It also encompasses your facial expressions. Sometimes, right, our, our words will say one thing, 
But our facial expression says something totally different. Why? Because on the inside, we're really feeling one way. And whether we're just lying or trying to cover it up or whether we're just really trying to have gentleness with this person, unfortunately, our face is saying one thing while our words say another. But gentleness encompasses our facial expressions. It encompasses our body language. You can understand more sometimes from people's body language than the words that they actually speak. Then it's our temperament, how we handle ourselves, short-fused or long-fused. This can be in person. It can be a phone call and help us, Lord, through text. So hard to read. I despise having some type of detailed, important, emotional conversation via text because you can never uh, discern or read out what they're truly meaning. Maybe their facial expression. Are they being harsh or short or sarcastic or friendly or kind or loving? Or Same with email. You see, gentleness goes on the offensive to be kind towards others. It doesn't just sit defensively waiting No, gentleness goes on the offense, and it's kind to people regardless. You're on the offense wanting to be kind. Think about people in your life that you know that are just kind. You're like, wow, they are just so kind. They're always thinking about other people. They're always reacting. Not saying this person's perfect. You and I need to find reasons to be kind. You see, kindness does not wait for someone else to be kind in order to be kind back. It's kind regardless. And how many people can you think of that are just not kind? They look at you with those faces. They won't speak. And let me say this. We struggle with this with sometimes with dealing with the younger generation. If you're not willing to speak first and you're always waiting for people to speak to you, you're not being kind. You're not being gentle. You're not loving. You don't always wait for someone to speak to you first. You see, kindness doesn't wait for someone to speak. It's on the offense, and it speaks to them. That's being kind. You see, it lets the other person go first in line at an intersection. I have to be careful with that because when I drive, I'm I'm ready to go and get out of the way, and so sometimes it requires me to exercise the fruit of the Spirit, not to jump ahead or pass or jump in front of, especially if you're just kind of slow moving or slow to react. We have a lot of four-way stop signs in the area that I live at. And sometimes these are good because it lets everybody kind of take their turn. But sometimes it's bad because some people don't react. They just sit there. And ultimately, you're communicating by your reaction at the stop sign of who's going next. And when it's your turn and you don't begin to move, guess what? The next next person has to go ahead and go. We're just all going to sit there. And then when you go, they start to go. And it's like, what are you doing? And you can have car wrecks or people get aggravated is what happens. And so you have to learn to show kindness at intersection. You see, it holds the door. It asks someone how they're doing. It'll change the spare tire on the side of the road, even if you're in a hurry. You see, it smiles. It's amazing how a smile impacts people. I don't know if you've ever tried this. Some people are natural smilers. I can think of two people right off the top of my head right now. They're always smiling. When they come in the room, they light the room up. I love being around them. Now, you think about those people that have the opposite effect. They're never smiling. Their faces are constantly in a permafrown. You don't exactly want to be around them. They don't exactly light up the room, do they? You say, well, is that a choice? Yeah, it's a choice whether to smile. They tell us physically it takes more muscles not to smile. I mean, who doesn't like a kind person that uses soft tones and words? Just speaks kindly. 
Who doesn't want to be around that person? You see, gentleness deals with our interactions, but it also deals with our responses. Our responses speak volumes about us and the God we say we are following. Our responses and reactions to people need to be full of gentleness, regardless of how people treat us. You see, gentleness listens to people who have opposing views. How many times do you see two people that can't agree, whether it's two Christians on a doctrine, whether it's an unbeliever and a believer, an atheist and a believer, whatever the case is, you and I should be able to listen respectfully to people who have an opposing view. It doesn't mean it's easy, but many times we want to cut in and say, you're wrong, listen to me. That doesn't get anywhere. You see, gentleness doesn't cancel people because they don't think or believe the same way. And this goes for both sides. I know people on the left side we refer to that say, look, because you don't believe the way I believe, I'm going to cancel you. I'm not going to listen to you. Even though they say we need to be all inclusive and not exclude anybody, but it comes down to I'll exclude you if you don't believe the same way. But then people as Christians say, I'm not going to allow you to communicate or be around me because you don't believe the same as me. So I'm going to cancel you. You're part of that denomination. You're part of that group. You're part of that church. That's wrong. doesn't mean we have to agree with them, but we do have to treat them kindly. You know, it's amazing how kindness can diffuse an angry or a hostile situation. You can have two people angry, frustrated, and how kindness can come in and take it away especially when a person expects the opposite reaction. I've had people sometimes react very hostile because they think I'm getting ready to come off on them, and they're just in protect mode. That's all. But when I react in a very kind way, they just kind of start mellowing out, easing up, and it diffuses the situation. The fruit of the Spirit enables us to be kind in the face of harsh critics and even harsh, harsh unjust treatment. It does not mean we're soft. I'm not saying we're supposed to be a softy to let everybody uh, walk all over us, be a pushover. Sometimes people have the wrong concept of Christianity with that. We're not to be soft, but gentle. There's a difference. Jesus was direct. He was firm and to the point. He was for righteousness, and he preached the truth, but he always did so in love. He always did so in kindness. So how kind are you to others? What areas and interactions with others do you need to work at the most? Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.